0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Locked On Jets podcast. We kick off a new week. It is Monday, May 6th, 2019. This is your host, John B. from com. So good to have you with us today as we talk about the Jets now that the Major part of the off season is over. I mean I think that right now the focus is mainly on the off season program which will conclude in a few weeks when the Jets have their uh mandatory mini camp now in the NFL. Most of the off season program is voluntary. The players have the right to not show up and get themselves into shape any way they see fit which Whenever there's a big-name player, like a big-name addition, who doesn't show up for the off-season program, people tend to get upset about it, but it's really not worth getting upset over, because these are NFL players. They should know how to get themselves in shape. Uh, So essentially, I mean, that's really the focus right now. The rosters are largely set, but we will see a little bit of player movement over the next weeks and next few weeks and months as teams sign straggling free agents, you know, there's some free agents out there who haven't signed for whatever reason, either the market fell out on them, so they're trying to figure out their next move, or they're injured, they need to show that they're healthy, some players need to realize that they're not going to get the deal that they wanted, so maybe they're holding out for a little bit more money on a one-year deal, and that's what I'd like to talk about today, because we spend a lot of time talking about what the Jets' needs still are after the draft today, I'd like to talk, look a little bit at what's out there, what players are still available at this point in time who you know, could conceivably be signed. We're going to focus on guys who are still free agents at this point. And Connor Orr actually wrote, you may remember him, he's a former Jets beat writer, he's now with Sports Illustrated, actually wrote an article a few days ago, he actually wrote it on Friday, about the top free agents who are still available out there, and you know, there's there's probably not a ton of impact out there, but there's probably a player or two who is going to sign with a new team and help them. We're just going to go player by player through the list of top free agents and see which guys could help the Jets right now. You know, which guys would would make sense as signings if the Jets were to be interested in. And right now, the number one player on that list is Ziggy Ansah. The Detroit, the former Detroit Lion, and I have to be honest with you, I thought he was going to sign relatively early in free agency, and not only did I think he was going to sign relatively early in free agency, I thought he was actually going to get a pretty good sized deal. Um, Edge rusher is a commodity, and if you look at what edge rushers got in free agency this year, there are lots of edge rushers who are not necessarily the most productive players in the league who are very happy, who are now... In a higher pay scale because of this uh, this past off season, so uh, this is a league where edge rusher finding edge rushers is at a premium. It's a, edge rushers are a commodity. Nobody ever has enough. Even if you have edge rushers, you want more because you can never have too many. You, know, you want in an ideal world, you have at least three three guys who are good pass rushers who you can bring onto the field on passing downs. Um, you know, even if you're all set, and if you're all set, then you're drafting guys trying to develop raw prospects who can get after the quarterback. It is a passing league, so it makes sense. You want guys who can get to the quarterback, guys who can make the life easier f- of everybody else because if you can get pressure on the quarterback, the guys in the back of the defense don't need to cover as long. And Anza has struggled with injuries. He has not played a ton. I mean, he's, he's missed a lot of time in recent years. In fact, last year he only played 146 snaps for Detroit. The thing about him, though, is that he's still, when he plays, he's... Pretty productive, you know. He still he still can get the job done. So now he is, he's bouncing back from an injury. So I, I think the the question for Anza is just simply he's, the reason he's out there. I think is the question is he healthy because he did not again he did not play much last year. He um, went on IR. But that's where he that's where he ended his season. He ended he ended the season on the injured reserve list after. Not playing a ton last year in Detroit, but still productive. You know, he still gets the job. He still can get to the quarterback. Um, you know, dealing with the dealing with the shoulder injuries now. I think the medicals have to check out. If the medicals check out, he's a guy who I think makes a lot of sense for the Jets because right now off the edge they have Polite who even if you like him as a third-round pick, he's a guy who could probably use some development. I mean, he's not the kind of guy you want to rely on as your number one pass rushing threat off the edge. He's a guy, in an ideal world, you'd have other edge rushers, veterans who could kind of help him ease his way into the lineup. So Ansa becomes, I I think, now in an ideal world, Ansa is the kind of guy you sign as like a situational pass rusher so you could keep his snap total down so you would not have to run him out there on an every-town basis because, he's, again, he's a guy who's been injured quite a bit in his career. So you want to keep him off the field. You want to keep him fresh, you know keep him from from being injured as frequently as possible. But you know, this was a guy, like I said, I was worried that the Jets were going to give this guy too much money. This seemed like a guy who was tailor-made to get a ridiculous deal in free agency, and I think that was before any of us knew the extent of his injury. And now he's kind of sitting out there. Now we're in May. And he's still out there, and the team that could still use some pass rushing help, like the Jets, but they could. The re- real reason they could use some pass rushing help is also what they have at corner. I mean, this is a team that. If they're going to go with what they have at corner, those guys are probably going to need some protection. Those guys are probably going to need the team to be able to bring some heat, to, to bring a, a ferocious pass rush. And Jets have some guys who can do it up the middle. You know, they have some interior linemen who can get after interior linemen who can get after the quarterback. And you know, the new Williams Wall, Quinn Williams, and Leonard Williams, and the, to a lesser extent Henry Anderson, who's a good, I guess, a good effort guy who you know. Picked up a, picked up a number of sacks last year just be, kind of based on hustle effort being making sure he was at the right place at the right time you know Ziggy Ants is not a, a guy who's going to cure what's wrong with this defense' he's not he's not a guy who's going to fix every problem but and he's not really a guy I love the idea of relying on him as your number one pass rushing threat because you know you don't know whether he's going to be on the field or not but if his medicals check out and I think at this point he's going to have to settle for a one- year deal he's gonna have to settle for a relatively cheap one-year deal. He, the Jets have a problem right now, and of the available options, he's probably the best solution. If again, if the medicals check out, we're here locked on Jets today, looking at free agents who are still available in the NFL. And these are not going to be guys who are looking at collecting a ton of money. These are these are guys. If you're if you're still a free agent in May, the opportunity to get a big money deal is long gone. Most team I mean, a lot of teams don't even have flexibility anymore. Lots of teams have already addressed their needs, so this is the time of year where you're, you've are you essentially resigned yourself to taking a cheap deal and tr- maybe trying again next year after performing on a one-year contract. Uh, we're going through... A, uh, Connor Orr put together a good list on Friday. Sports Illustrated of the top available free agents. Uh, we talked about Ziggy Ansa, who was number one on his list. Number two is and Sue who spent 2018 with the Rams, and you may remember he kind of strung the Jets along a little bit. Jets kind of realized last year that Sue was using them to try and get a bigger offer. They had no real interest coming to the Jets. The timing just never seems to work for the Jets and Sue. When he signed with Miami, the Jets didn't really have a use for him. The Jets could have made a, you know, in in another world, the Jets could have made a big push for him. You know, he was one of the top free agents on the market, but Jets just were kind of stacked at the defensive line with young talent. It just seems like the timing never works for the Jets and and Sue. Now I don't know whether there's any hard feelings for what he did last year, for the, how negotiations kind of fell apart last year, but I think that ship sailed. Even if there were no hard feelings, when the Jets drafted Quinn and Williams, there's real, no real use for Sue now. The Jets have what I mean. Jets kind of have what they need on the defensive line with the new Williams wall, with Anderson, Steve McClendon's back. You still have the third round pick from a year ago, Nathan Shepard. So that's going to be a no. I think that one's pretty clearly a no. Uh, next is Zach Brown, who signed. Since the article was posted, he signed with Philly, so he's off the, the list. Uh, next up, Eric Barry. Just a sa- Eric Berry is such a sad story because I mean, this is a guy who has Hall of Fame talent, but it's just been a health issue after health issue with him in recent years. In theory, look, I mean, in theory, I, I could see bringing him in if he was willing to take a cheap deal. But my hunch is that Barry. I mean, Barry is a starting caliber player. There's going to be some team with a need at safety that's going to sign Eric Berry to be a starter. I don't think Eric Berry going to want to come in and be a backup. And I think that's probably, yeah, that might be where he is at this point in time with the Jets just because, I mean, he was a great player, but he hasn't played in a very long time. So I, I think Eric Berry pretty much a no. Next guy up is interesting to me, Trey. He also has a safety, Trey Boston, who I like this guy, even when back when he was at North Carolina. I liked him when he was a prospect. He's a good player. He keeps, you know, having trouble finding a home, and I can't figure out why, because I think he's a good player. And this actually would be, see, I, I think with Eric Berry's reputation, he's not going to want to be a depth guy, and he's probably not going to have to settle to be a depth guy, because there's going to be some team out there with the need at safety that's going to say, hey, we, we can get Eric Berry. Maybe we can get him on a bounce back. Whereas Trey Boston, I don't know what it is. He, he's a good player, and he just there are some players in the NFL, and I can't figure it out. There are just some guys out there who can't find a home, and it's—they're it, always productive players, and they can't find a home. Trey Boston's been on three teams the last three years. He's a good center fielder at safety. I think that this would be a guy that, that might be worth targeting when you have questions about whether Marcus May is going to bounce back. And Again, this is not a guy who uh, – Eric Berry's got like an all-pro pedigree, so teams are going to look at Eric Berry as a guy who's, going to, who's a starter. Trey Boston is just a guy who – again, he has a tough time finding a home. I can't figure it out. So if you want some insurance for Marcus May, that might be a guy – you think about looking at because again i i think he's a good player and it seems like the safety position is just one of those positions where there are quality players out there maybe it's just the the position doesn't have the value in today's nfl that uh, you know it used to or maybe just the idea that um you you can find guys i mean maybe i don't know what it is but there's always seems to be a guy like this available who's a good player and he's there for cheap and he can't figure it out and he's he'd be a good value to sign so it's a guy worth looking at uh next up on the list, Donald Penn uh from Oakland who's you know I could go either way on this one because i penn, penn has been a good player for a long time and but i I don't know I feel like it might be over for him he's thirty six years old now um last year banged up a lot uh the end of the season on IR did not play much so I, I kind of wonder whether it's over for him but on the other hand this team's swing tackle right now is Brent Qualley so if Penn you know is not demanding you know Penn might be to the point where because he's, he's been in the league a long time he's been a good player for a long time he might be at the point where he just says you know what I got a certain dollar figure it's a couple million dollars if I can't get that, I've had a good career. I'm just going to retire. It's going to take. He might be at that point. I don't know whether he is or not. I'm not sure he's a guy who's necessarily going to take the minimum, based on his profile, you know, based on his track record. He might not be the kind of guy who's just desperate to stay in the league. He might just say, you know what, if I'm going to put myself through this. It's going to be for a couple million bucks, or I'm going to retire. That might be. If he's in that, if he's in that situation, maybe not. But this team's swing tackles is Brent Qualley right now, and I'm not sure Penn has anything left in the tank. But on the other hand. My swing tackle right now is Brent Qualley, unless you, you know, want the third round pick to be your swing tackle, which I'm not. I think he's probably a guy who is a year away from playing. So, you know, a one year situation. Could Donald Penn make some sense as just a depth guy? If he's willing to take, you know, a very cheap deal and not be guaranteed a roster spot, you know, it's just to see what he has left in the tank. If you want to kick the tires, maybe, maybe he'd be a guy who could help bolster the depth a little bit. We're here, locked on Jets, looking at some of the available free agents in the NFL. Guys who are still out there, even in the month of May. Um, next two guys on the list are, are kind of well, they're not exactly the same, they're similar. They're, they have they have similar roles. You have Nick Perry and you have Shane Ray, uh, who are both edge guys. I guess they're a little bit different. Perry had. You know, Perry had a brief stretch where he was a pretty really good player for the Packers and cashed in on a big money deal. And the Jets, if you remember the couple of years ago when he was a free agent, off a good year in Green Bay, the Jets were actually very active. They they made a big push to get him and ended up not getting him. Um, now he's been let go. He was had an injury plague 2018. And Ray is just a guy it never happened for in Denver, a former first-round pick. You know, I don't have enthusiasm for either of these guys, but again, you know, you look at what the Jets have right now. I mean, the Jets are a team that's looking at giving Brandon Copeland big snaps. They have a rookie edge rusher. You have Jordan Jenkins, who's kind of just pedestrian. Um, you know, you don't have a lot on the edge, so I can't imagine either of these guys is going to get a lot of money. I would not. I mean, the thing about these guys is, like a Trey Boston, you sign. I'm expecting good play. You sign either of these guys, I mean, it's your typical just camp signing where you're just hoping to catch lightning in a bottle, but you're not expecting anything. And I guess that shows you what's available at this time of the year, how much quality is available at this time of year. I mean, if you, again, if you want to sign these guys, I mean, they're not, these guys will definitely not cost much money at all. These are good, I mean, these guys are, you're hoping for a value player, but you're not expecting it. You know, there's enough talent here maybe that you can talk yourself into it, but. Not enough results that you can really buy into it. Um, you know, for what the Jets have at the edge position, bringing these guys into if they can if you bring them in to compete for a roster spot, I could see it. But I'm not even sure these guys beat out Brandon Copeland at this point. But you know, again, if you want to increase the competition on your roster, you know, maybe it makes sense. Uh, next up, Michael Crabtree. You know, Crabtree's. A, I thought Crabtree was going to be a lot better in the NFL, and you know, I remember you know, he had he had that stretch with San Francisco where people thought if you, if there were some people who were talking about him as like the 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 next you know as a great receiver as an elite receiver in the NFL and it always kind of made me puzzled cuz he was he was never a great receiver I mean in all honesty Richard Sherman was right about this guy he was a mediocre receiver uh he's been, had a mediocre career I I think the Jets if they're going to bring in a receiver, it's got to be a big-time receiver, number one target. The Jets, I think, have enough of these complementary parts than to bring in another veteran. Um, so I would pass on Crabtree. I'd say that one's a no. Next up, this one's interesting. This one would be interesting. It would be Jamie Collins, who was let go by the Browns. And I don't know what the relationship is between these two, but this this one actually I could see making some sense because Collins has been a good player in the past so you know maybe a bounce back guy also played with greg williams last year so you know a guy who might especially if you're going to trade Darren lee a guy who conceivably could be brought in as a depth guy now part of the problems that you know he did not perform that great with greg williams so there's that aspect of it but a guy who could help you maybe install the defense a little bit understands what the roles are understands the calls could maybe help help you a little bit if he gets along with williams which i don't i don't know the nature of their relationship could help you improve the depth a little bit, um, and again, a guy who was a good player, and a really good player when he was in New England, um, so I, I this is a guy who I think would interest me, especially if you're looking to just trade Darren Lee, and that would require somebody wanting Darren Lee, so that, that, that's another aspect of this, but I would be willing to kick the tires on Jamie Collins, that's you know one guy out there who would make sense. Uh, next up on the list, Muhammad Wilkerson, Oh yeah, that that one sounds like a great idea. That, that's uh, that's that's a it's a real winning idea right there. Let's bring that. <laughs> we'll pass on that one. That one is going to be a hard no. And if I need to explain to you why that's a hard no, I mean, you probably became a Jets fan in 2018 or 2019. <laughs> and then the the last two guys on this on the list, uh, Benny Logan and Danny Shelton, who are both interior defensive line types and you know, go back to what I said with Sue is that the Jets are in fine shape on the defensive line. You've got up. You've got high-end talent. You've got youth. You've got veteran experience. You've got uh, you know uh, the, you got th- experienced rotational players. You have a young developmental guy in Shepard. I mean, you kind of kind of have a full slate on the defensive line. You have a mix of a little bit of everything. So I don't think any defensive lineman really are targets for the Jets or should be targets at this point. Interior, you know, the th- big three hundred pound types. So, I think that, that those guys would be now. So, those are some, that's a look at, it's kind of a bird's eye view of what's still available in free agency. And we're not talking about guys who are going to move the needle a ton. We're talking about guys who may help you out here or there. If you have a position that's weak, if you need to add depth somewhere, if you have somebody who knows the system, who can help you install a new system, maybe something like that. But nothing, you know, the, the time to add the game changing free agents was back in March. So that's that's what's available. Thank you for listening to our show today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe iTunes, Spotify, leave the show a good review on iTunes if you do enjoy it. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow. Talk more Jets.